Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I hear you're a woman from a family. <laughs> Butt actor going back and forth. You got an ass like an amphitheater. It begins with a U. It ends with an A. It has a male initial there. Monday Night Raw, number one. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic Raw review as the other Cultaholic lads are going through the, 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 the intricacies of the big show in Saudi Arabia. We are here via our Ica-Pro-powered DeLorean, probably in some armory or or, or or some old plane hangar in America, talking about the intricacies of Monday Night Raw in the mid-90s. And who be we? I be fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, former cultaholic heavyweight champion Tom Campbell. I am with the bear in the big blue bar cage, the man who, if you were to hand him a pencil... He would take a big old sword that is unconnected to anything currently going on in wrestling and he would slice that sword in half and you'd hand him a pen. Doesn't need a pencil, gets it right every time. He is Justin Henry and he is off of America. You know, I dressed as John Belushi's samurai for Halloween when I was about 14 or 15 and I did carry a giant katana sword. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. Please tell me there's there's pictorial evidence of this. There was, but I have no idea what's happened to it in the interim 20 years since. Oh, you let us down at the last hurdle. Failed None of my classmates got it because they were because they're not hipsters like I am. <laughs> and Blue, so, she was dead before any of us were born. Oh, that's a bit sad now. Uh, we yes, are um, we are recording this just a few hours removed from WWE Crown Jewel. Um, right, any 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 initial thoughts on it, Justin? Um, I didn't watch it. Fair enough. Uh, I did. Kane and Brock was dreadful. What a yes, waste um, of everyone's time that was. Oh, I watched you guys on the stream, and I wrote in several times to um, insult you guys, as I usually do on the You really things. did. I was just, I was getting some. My top class trolling last night came from Justin, who was paying ten dollars a time to troll me. Thanks, man. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, you see, Tommy here was wearing a shark mask, and the, fr- I was and the first thing I thought. Barry. Barry, a Barry on his way to a funeral. <laughs> who the hell is Barry? Barry, who? What? Are you, you kidding me? Attention I'm... to the law. Cultaholic. <laughs> oh right. Uh, I know. We, uh, I know. We lived on the periphery for a long time, Justin. You right, and right, I. Okay, we were okay. very much the the the, the outsiders. But I'm. I basically okay, okay, they've opened the door for okay. me. 
right? Hey, 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 yes. hey, 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 hey. Yes, friend, yes, friend. Okay, you bearded dolt, listen to me. It is 12.45 in the morning, my time. It's quarter to five in the morning where I am! <laughs> but you've slept. I haven't. No, I haven't! I just cried for a bit. Do you see what this show is doing to us? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a cat and it scratched the door for ages. <laughs> so anyway... I'm, yeah, so... Uh... I, I mean... I made the Captain Birdie joke of smile, you son of a bitch, and that was that. And it's not even that funny now because we got mad at each other instead. <laughs> it's fine. We're just a lover's tiff. We'll have sex later. It'll be fine. Just um, <laughs> we, as you could tell, there is some, there is some, 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 some beautiful high pitched mirth from the from our dispute. Uh, we have a guest this week. Oh, is that what it is? Um, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, our good friend Sydney Zumowitz is here, and not only Sydney Zumowitz, but the famous Sydney Zumowitz. Through her AEW jack-o'-lantern, gained a little social media fame this week. How you doing, Yay. Sid? Yay! I'm doing good. I'm petting my cat and laughing like crazy. <laughs> I, I think that we get, a cultaholic, we get accused of being too pro-AEW. And I think that's completely wrong. But we'd like to welcome uh, one of the heads of our Discord, the <laughs> AEW Fan of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a surprise but um it was really cool to have uh happen the funniest thing was that ross was literally the first reply on it oh mm. love it what was what's what you get for that is there a prize do you get like to pet no. pharaoh or something i've already pet pharaoh twice oh, you have haven't you you lucky devil yeah oh, what does pharaoh feel like oh he's so so soft what does he smell like uh. <laughs> it smells like uh, that's a shame. It smells like make him go uh. Tom, where are your hands right now? <laughs> they are holding a coffee because it's quarter okay. five in the morning. <laughs> the funniest thing. No, go I've ahead. got a cat and it's scratching the door. What's excited? It's excited to see me home so late. The, the funniest thing is when I'm making those references, only Tom's going to get it because I know Justin doesn't watch Being the Elite. Uh, so I'm with, nah. I was with you on that one. Justin, <laughs> Justin doesn't watch anything after 1999. Hey, 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 hey. That is not true. The Iker Propower DeLorean is yours, sir. Well, I watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That counts for something. I watch hey. Mark Adder. AEW, that counts for something. That's modern. Do you watch AEW? Yes, it's my favorite promotion. Well, there we go. We can we can let him off at least that Sydney. He just doesn't watch Being the Elite. Be Being the Elite. Yeah, so I have to I have to catch him up with all the funny references that they end up doing on TV now. Oh, it was so fun hearing Justin's reaction to that. <laughs> to Kenny coming out of Sands. <laughs> I was so Kenny. baffled. <laughs> You were like, can you please explain this to me? <laughs> I played two video games, like, all right? Cuber and Super Mario 2. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario 2 is a good shout, though. Like, so if you come out dressed as Wart, you've been all right. Yeah, it's, it's like, you should have flown out like Albatross. <laughs> oh, Albatross! Or started shooting eggs through his stomach like Birdo. Oh, my <laughs> God. 
I saw the song on my head. Anyway, go on. Birdo, the original gender non-binary. True, true story. The original video game gender non-binary. That is true. They were ahead of their time. They really, really flipping were. But anyway, look, look, look. Shut up, right? Shut up. We're not here to talk about now. We are in an Ikepapower DeLorean, and we're going back to the past to play the video games that suck ass. We are back. Tom, stop it. You're making so many references that make me love you even more. <laughs> That's my oh. statesman right there, James Rolfe. Oh, he is an absolute hero, that guy. I find if, I'm, if I'm short of content for a news video, I'll just reference a YouTube show I like. That normally helps. Oh, it always helps. Me and Austin go crazy every time you do. Tom, prepare me... to bleep me here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue your reference into this show. Ready? I'm ready. This show is a shitload of fuck. It was a fuckload of shit. (laughs) I would clap, but my parents are sleeping. (laughs) Tell them the gag. They'll appreciate it. Thank you for waking us up, Sid. We agree. Good joke. I'd rather have a buffalo. Anyway, I'm not here to sing. You're not getting the singing version late at night. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, so we are back via our Ica Pro Power DeLorean in 1994. Justin, take it away. When and where are we for Monday Night Raw this week? Uh, this episode aired on Monday, April 18th, 1994. It was taped one week earlier at the Memorial Auditorium in Utica, New York. Oh, that's an Albany expression. Um, yes, it is. Uh, has, um, uh, before we get into the rigors of the show, just a couple of notes from the Wrestling Observer for around this time. Just to sure. give you a little bit of a flavor of what we're dealing with mm. in the past here for everybody here today. Uh, WCW announced that Jesse Ventura, according to the Wrestling Observer, has just been awarded $809,000 in his lawsuit against Titan Sports for videotape royalties uh, by a jury in St. Paul. Uh, This was just a few days ago. Uh, This uh, means that on a lot of tapes from uh, the time period now, you're not going to hear Jesse Ventura on them. We mentioned this last week, how that Jesse Ventura has been very, very like removed from a lot of commentary that he did, which leaves really mm-hmm. long gaps where Tony Giovanni's just talking to himself. You know, fun fact about that trial, Ventura asked his lawyer to ask Vince when he was on the stand during deposition, because eight years earlier, Ventura tried to start a union, and he had the guys right before WrestleMania 2, he was going to Use that use that event as leverage to say we're not going to work until we're until we're allowed to unionize, and you acknowledge that. And right before that, somebody stooged Jesse out, and everybody else backed out because they needed because of, they needed their jobs desperately, and they didn't want to uh, be seen as unionizing. So Ventor figures wondered who stooged him out. So he asked his lawyer when Vince is on the stand, you know, who told you about the union? And Vince said under oath, Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hogan, you dirty rat. And Ventura lost respect for him from from that day forward because Hogan was taken care of. It wouldn't have affected him any, according to Jesse. That's a bit rubbish. That is very rubbish. Uh, Also from the news, uh, two gentlemen had a meeting with Titan Sports over the last week or so, sort of testing the waters uh, as Adam well Ross. with All Japan. <laughs> Nearly. You're very, very close. Uh, they they look like they were leaving All Japan to go uh, to get some work where they're from in the States. Uh, they were torn between Titan Sports, the WWF, and WCW. The concern was uh, that 
the perception of Titan Sports was it was an organization that was very unstable with in the except with the exception WCW looks like it's booming so these two in question turned down an offer from the WWF and went to WCW in 1994 those two men were Brian Pillman and Steve Austin mm. well they were already there they were just kind of torn between at the time yeah, they were gonna they, whether they were gonna stay or they were gonna go over to the WWF. Imagine how different WWF would have been if Pillman and Austin had turned up in the night in the mid nineties, very early mid nineties. Yeah, it's a shame Austin never went there. Uh, he, he would have done great things. Uh, and um, and <laughs> Spring Stampede was last night for WCW uh, in a dark match, which received a lot of national publicity. In wait, 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 wait. I know it. I know it. I know it. I, you know I this know match. It. Okay, right. Tell us about. Tell us what the dark match was on this episode of Spring Stampede. Sid, this is going to okay. blow your mind. It blew mine. Okay, I'm certain I remember half of this. I believe one of the wrestlers was Danny Bonaducci. Okay. And I believe he beat. Was it Peter Brady or Bobby Brady? It was Danny Bonaducci versus Christopher Knight, aka Peter Brady of the Brady I, Bunch. I. I should have guessed it was Peter because he, he's like, he's done the most like reality sort of uh, publicity stunt type stuff. So yeah, that makes sense. This was Danny Partridge versus Bobby versus Peter Brady. The battle of the Partridges and the Bradys took place at Spring Stampede in a dark match. The match is said to have been incredibly horrible to the point it was perversely entertaining as bad comedy. It was a total expose as they were doing high spots and Knight couldn't stop laughing while he was in the ring. Danny Bonaduce got a big pop and his appearance sold tickets locally. Next time they do something like this, they should put oversized boxing gloves on them rather than try and give them a crash course in being a wrestler and have them botch up high spots. Why is this not up on Hidden Gems yet? Oh, give it time, give it time. But isn't it funny how... <laughs> they have inexperienced wrestlers in WCW at this point, and they put them in a dark match when nobody does it. WWE get inexperienced wrestlers, and they put them on friggin' Crown Jewel. <laughs> well, I mean, at least Cain Velasquez and Tyson Fury have like you know athletic backgrounds. They're Wouldn't know to watch Fury. Just I'm being oh. overly mean on Fury, but well, it's I didn't watch the match, but I heard it wasn't good. Sid, what do we think of uh, Fury Le- Fury Strowman from Crown Jewel? Uh, I was also not watching because I was getting my hair done half of the oh. half of the show. Fine. So, uh, so yeah, like I was watching the stream, and every time, like where I would disappear for a, a while and then come back, I was getting my hair done. So. Oh, very. Okay. So I couldn't. I had to make a choice: either Cultaholic or Crown Jewel, and I chose Cultaholic. <laughs> but oh my god that can't be real freaking brady like oh. what <laughs> Parker yes, versus um... brady happened but yes yeah, spring stampede was a great show otherwise <laughs> but this didn't make what is it what is what spring stampede i've never heard of it it was a pay-per-view in april 1994 in chicago oh Oh, okay. I, I never knew. It was that. It that was, was their WCW Spring Pay Per View. They ran it for about, I think, about seven years. I think it was. Like that. Gotcha. <laughs> There's a hell of a match on there. It's Cactus Jackson and Max Payne versus the Nasty Boys in a Falls Count Anywhere match for the tag belts. That kind of set the standard for future hardcore matches. Nice. Actually, since we're here, let me just uh, pull something up real fast. And also, was, was it not? What, did we not get Sid versus? Um, was it not Sid versus Jeff Jarrett at a spring stampede in, in t- 
2000. Was it like during like the, the very sad last final throws of WCW, we had a really bad spring stampede? I'm sure it may have been Terry Funk versus Norman Smiley. That would have been like... Uh... Oh yeah, I mean that's it's definitely the era, but you're kind of mishmashing there because it all runs together. That crap. Yeah, it, it was it was a, a funny old time for WCW. Okay. In general. I got it right here with Melcher's match ratings for the matches that he did actually see. Johnny B. Bad versus DDP, two and a quarter stars. TV title: Stephen Regal and Brian Pillman in the time limit draw, two and three quarters. Nasties versus Cactus and Pain for the tag belts in the in the street fight, four and a half stars. <laughs> Dang. And the match ends with a really brutal shot, I remember. Mm. Austin versus Great Muda for the U.S. title. Only two and three quarters. Oh. Muda? So Great Muda, yes. <laughs> Sting versus I want that as a text tone now. Just Sid going, Muda? Muda? <laughs> Hello, Muda. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Never thought of that. Sting and Rude for the Forgotten International World Heavyweight title. Oh, Only yeah. two stars. Wow. Bunkhouse Buck versus Dustin Rhodes in a bunkhouse match. Four stars. Hey, Dustin. Vader versus the boss, which is the big boss man. Three and a half. And Flarence, and Flarence Steamboat rekindling their old rivalry for the world title. Four and a quarter. Ooh. That's a hell of a show right there. When, um, Sounds when, good. When Regal and Pillman went, to, they went to a time limit draw. Did it? Did you say? Mm-hmm. Did, did Regal then get on the mic and go, "I've got one solution: War Games." <laughs> <laughs> no, he went backstage and yelled at Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> As we all do now. <laughs> Why are you dressing like Orange Cassidy? What do you got, Mark or something? <laughs> Hey, Jim, anyway. look, look, he's dressing like Irish Cassidy, Jim. So, so many people on Twitter doing that. I hate cornet snitches. You're the worst people. Look, Jim, look at Tony <laughs> Khan dressing like Irish Cassidy. Look, Jim, acknowledge me, Jim. I think Tom doesn't like those people. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> They're in my straight to hell with Ross. And I was like, I hate cornet snitches. <laughs> Worst, Jim. Look at this, Jim. Shut up, you <laughs> Nasty little scrot. Look at this, Jim. So the only people in the world Tom hates. He he loves telemarketers. He he, he loves door to door salesmen, but he hates those people. You know what? Yeah, I could talk to a telemarketer for hours about what they're up to. But Cornet Snitch. Look at this, Jim. Look at what he's done, Jim. They can all die in a fire. Wait, why does Luna Vachon have Twitter? <laughs> hey, Jim. Look at, look at this gimmick you won't like. <laughs> Want to see much of this death match, Jim? <laughs> Let's all do the podcast. Like what human did, Jim? <laughs> so anyway, onward with this wretched show. <laughs> do we have to talk about it's Raw? A bad, we just, yeah, do we have to? It's a bad show. Out. We just hang out like I great took, mates. I took notes. We're doing this. Fine. Aww. Fine. Me and yes, Tom I'm, are disappointed. I am disappointed. <laughs> I disappoint everybody. You guys, Adam, God. Luna. <laughs> Luna. Luna's shaking her I'm fist from Jim wrestling Cornette, you're making us do a podcast. Look, Jim! <laughs> anyway, this, this is going to be the goofy show, I can just tell. I love it. So, we start with the, re- we start with the replay of Jerry Lawler falling off the throne from last week. Ah. <sighs> Because this was the funniest part. 
This was yes, this, this was is... top banter. This was in the nineties. Jerry Lawler falling off his throne. Now I watched the replay. Was the guy meant to? It looked. It didn't look like an accident. It looked like it looked quite malicious on Dwayne Gill's part to watch it again. Yes, that... Like he deliberately bends his legs whoop, and just drops him. Felt quite malicious. What... Well, they were all supposed to lower it down together so it would be parallel with the apron, but Gil was early. Right. That's how they – But see, the problem here is this is about eight months removed from the Shockmaster incident, which was one of the absolute funniest moments in history because mm-hmm. it was unplanned and the dude fell on his damn face. His mask falls off. The whole thing is completely ruined. Here, they keep replaying it over and over again to the point where it's like, uh-huh, uh like, it was kind of funny the first time you saw it because Lawler took a hell of a bump off of it. Crowd loved it. It looked great. But it's it's diminishing returns. Diminishing returns is the key here. Like They really and, milk this. And Vince acts like this is the funniest thing this side of you know Don Rickles roasting somebody for two straight minutes. And it's just like, ah, lucky foul. Ah. Next week, ah, lucky foul. Ah. You can always tell the stuff that Vince has had a good hand in writing because it's the stuff that like gets repeated over and over again. This is really good. You know what? I love this. <laughs> Vince's favorite movie is Football in the Groin. <laughs> oh, it is, isn't it? Football in the Groin. Then <laughs> John, I want Jerry Lawler in Hans Moorman getting hit by football. <laughs> And then, and then, and then Vincent Mann saying, "I was saying, boo, earn it down." <laughs> this contest is over. Give that man the ten thousand dollars. It's the one guy laughing in the crowd. <laughs> so, so we go to the open here. We got Vincent Savage at ringside. Savage is once again an all-time great. The kiss of death for Randy Savage. Although later on in the show, Vincent Mann toys with Savage's emotions. Oh, he absolutely does. Which was, which is, he was basically, and I don't want to use this term in a, in a pithy sentence because I don't mean to, but he was basically sort of like just filling, filling him with false hope, filling him with false dreams. Like really playing him along. Very sad. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Oh yeah, we'll we'll delve deeper into that little topic. At this point, we've learned that Jerry Law is going to introduce or interview a Lunger Blaze. I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm just gonna say it right now, about 20 minutes in advance. That may have been the worst thing I've seen on this show so far. Wow, really? Worst than Bastion Booger's food-based commentary. Worse than the Tiny Tim segment. Worse than Men on a Mission. How dare you? I mean, it is because Men on a Mission are so good. Well, I said worse than, so... Well, well, well I, I... I'm excited to get to this because I think we may have a slight conflict. Not complete conflict, but a slight conflict of opinion. So help me God if you defend this. Okay, I'm... Ex- well, I've I got all my anger. All, I've, I got 12 months of bile out talking about Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. Like, I'm very <laughs> much uh, like back in my Zen state now, so I found the good in this. I'm going to hit pause on this thing right now. I'm going to put on Crown Jewel, watch that two-minute monstrosity, and I'm, and I'm going to come and I'm going to come back and I'm going to say, "Oh no, you're wrong," because <laughs> I saw the gifts of Kane throwing those kicks at Brock. Those kicks look great. No, the the one kick, like like I think I think what you've seen, you think you've seen a gif? You haven't. You've seen the whole match. Okay, okay, but <laughs> well, that was better than this then. And kick a punch. Oh, I'm tapped now. Thanks, thanks for all that, Bills. 
Thank God that we stopped oh. Kofi's title reign for this. From, really pleased from, with that. Sorry. From what I heard, a lot of people liked it because it seemed like it was a UFC-style match. Yeah, but then the then the argument there is if we're gonna if we're gonna get into this sucker, we're gonna get into this sucker. <laughs> the argument there is then you go, oh cool, it's a UFC style match. This is in Kane Velasquez's wheelhouse. No, he got dicked. He got dicked in his own match, like in minute in seconds. Like it's it was, you can't even play the whole thing of oh he's in Brock Lesnar's world now. Like this is wrestling. He's no good at that. No, they they played to the strengths whoa. of Kane, and he still got dicked. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. We saw, we saw Tinker lose a casket match to Yokozuna. <laughs> Fat boy, well made. I'm going to give I'm this ma- I'll give that. I'll go back and give this match an A. So therefore, Yokozuna... Gets a thumbs up. So therefore, Yokozuna is the Brock Lesnar of, of casket matches. <laughs> the Brock Lesnar of casket matches. We also learned that Bret Hart is going to wrestle Quang. Not just Quang, but as Vince says, martial art expert Quang. As in, <laughs> we- he knows one... He's all martial and no art. He's done. (laughs) One eye is good. He shops at Marshall's after he buys his pants. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen how Vince has spelt martial art here, have we? (laughs) He draws on all the clothes. (laughs) He's like, I drew a butterfly. That's some good martial art. We're going to add a little tree to these cool lots. It's a happy accident. All right, John. John, take it. (laughs) Sid, Sid, make the call. All right, John, I want uh, want Vince McMahon as Bob Ross uh, with the canvas uh, drawing on Quang's pants. (laughs) And also, I would like Quang as Bob Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Do both, please, John. Thanks, mate. Love you. But the highlight of this segment is when Randy Savage asked Brett, why doesn't he give him a title shot? Oh, dear. This is like the part of the intervention when Savage goes, I don't have a problem, do I? And everyone just <laughs> stares at their feet. <laughs> we, no, 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 but the thing is, right, Vince gets, Vince, Vince is uh, awful later. Something Vince says later on is awful, unforgivable in this context, which we'll get to. Oh, I can't wait for this. Oh, it makes me sad. And a bit so we start, off, we start off with Brett versus Quang. Uh, this match is not a title match, but Quang can earn a shot if he beats Brett, which is the modern formula of how guys get title matches by beating the champions who are, who are, who are apparently uh, not immune to 50-50 booking. But this is a different time, of course. I'm fine with this. The whole thing of <laughs> it's a non- you, you, you're not in the rankings to uh, to have a championship match but you know what you're in this exhibition match with the champ if you beat him you get a shot i'm all right with that like as long as the guy doesn't as long as the champ doesn't always lose like i'm fine with just adding that little because it just adds a little bit of jeopardy to what would be otherwise a standard match oh that's true and brett always uh in his first reign he was always the fighting champion he defended against blake beverly and virgil and a bunch of random people just because you know he'd take on anybody at any time exactly it's kind of funny we have a uh, we have some incidents here involving fans. Obviously, I don't know if he called this, but when Brett was coming down the aisle, in the actual aisle way itself, some fan grabbed his jacket, and Brett had to forcefully yank himself away, as if he, as if he was being pulled into like a raging fire or something. And he had to free himself. I think it was a woman. No, not that part. Not that part. This was not for the, like, uh, like, this was something different. Yeah, there's two incidents here. He's, he's maybe oh, ten. He's ten feet out of the curtain, 
and some fan just grabs onto him, and Bray has to just jerk himself away. <laughs> but he maintained his cool all the while. Meanwhile, Savage is still pressing about wanting to be in there wrestling the champion, and Vince is just kind of, you know, whistling and looking the other way. <laughs> then Bray hands off his shades to some kid in the crowd, but the girl next to this kid is so smitten with Brett, she's kissing him and hugging him, and he's just completely ignoring her. I mean, I mean, arguably, that's that. that there's issues there. That's a that's a bit, <laughs> a bit hashtag me too for my liking. <laughs> kind of like you in the front row when like i don't know like bull dempsey walks by or something oh god yeah i'd, I'd, I'd give him the biggest case <laughs> well yeah i mean i mean, I mean bull is beautiful and <laughs> nick jackson yes <laughs> he's all right as well i suppose oh shush which he's wrestler have you right. which, which wrestler everybody question for the room which wrestlers have you kissed lately um <laughs> i hmm. kissed um uh, who did i kiss who did i kiss i kissed gene money Gene Money, I gave him a kiss at North the other week. He's lovely. Who else did I kiss lately? <laughs> but this is awkward. Give, give, I love that he's like, I gotta think about it. A couple, I've kissed give, a lot. How many did I Give H.T. Drake a kiss. He had a kiss off me. Give Rory <laughs> Coyle a kiss. He got a kiss off me. <laughs> did I kiss Sugar Dunkerton when he turned up? No, I didn't kiss Sugar Dunkerton. <laughs> Justin, do we have to start an intervention? Yes, Let um... me kiss the wrestlers! <laughs> Anyway, I'm just going to move on with this match now. Fine then. Only me kissing wrestlers. That's fine. Let's move on <laughs> to the next bit. It's okay. You do you. No, I'm um, doing the wrestlers. Quang <laughs> busts out the Oscar mist, or as Vince calls it, slime. Oh, like yeah, Nickelodeon. Like green slime. Who spits slime? Who spits slime? Gunge. It's like, it's mist. You don't just rebrand it because it's in your company. It's got to be something different now. I like how it's oh. uh, like just a, a standard move. It's almost like somebody who's playing a video game and uh, one of the wrestling games and they've just assigned all finishers for their standard move set. <laughs> like just the spit in the face is just, oh, he's just done that thing. Anyway, <laughs> leg lock. It was always me on Fire Pro. <laughs> is it you? Do, you? do you assign yourself all the finishers, Justin? Oh yes, um, I had the the Verta Breaker. I had um, Tombstone Pile Driver. Are you the worst? Like, like, why? That's how you win. No, it's not. It's wrong. <laughs> Devalues all those moves. No, it doesn't. Because eventually, because eventually, one of them works. It's like it's like being a janitor with like a giant set of keys. One of them's going to unlock your locker. Oh, <laughs> a wrestling janitor. <laughs> that wouldn't be the worst gimmick on this show, actually. No, it certainly is. <laughs> But instead of Miss, you'd use that pink sawdust stuff for when some, when some kid throws up in class. he just throw it in your eyes. That'd be the fun. Question, the question is, did he spit Nickelodeon slime? He, he gacked them. <laughs> <laughs> he spat it at the monitor, and as the slime fell down, it just left the words, all that. <laughs> Remember when Tajiri, Muda, and Kabuki all missed a guy at the same time as some show recently? Did that happen? Earlier this I didn't year, know yes. that happened. Wow. It was, it was one of the WrestleMania weekend shows. So if it was Nickelodeon Gak, would it be a Bugaki? Oh, God, he went there. Yes. I mean, it would. It would. Oh, wait a minute. Did that happen at... Did that happen at Supercard? One of those shows, yes. Oh. Mania weekend. 
it might have happened at Supercard, and I just didn't remember it. I was there. How did I forget that? What, just if, happens, what if happens at Starcast this coming next next weekend, <laughs> where like Muta spits the mist, Conrad spits tobacco. How much, much gap do you need? I can't go, and it makes me sad. Oh no! How come? Because I've got school. Oh, that's a rubbish excuse. And I can't get to Baltimore without paying a crap little money for a flight. Could you hitchhike to Baltimore like Mick Foley did to MSG? I don't know how in the world I'd do that. Put your thumb out on the freeway. Oh, my God, Tom. <laughs> Take us to Baltimore. I'm sure that is perfectly fine and not fraught with danger. Just hope a big sign says Conrad. <laughs> and then Conrad pulls up in what I believe is an 18-wheeler. I feel like he should drive an 18-wheeler. Hey, let's listen to one of my five shows as we go along the way. <laughs> as he's driving, he would just every so often he'd be just keeps repeating it. He would just go, "Hey, uh, hey, uh, bef- we're going to pull in and get some food in a minute. Before we do, I want to tell you about uh, Blue Chew." Uh, <laughs> every time he turns to you and says, and, and, and says, "I asked a good question there. Take a sip." <laughs> you'll be drunk. You'll be drunk before Pittsburgh. <laughs> I actually got to say chat me up on this to Conrad recently. That was a big highlight for me. Did he sneer at you? No, I, I don't know. I couldn't see him. I presume he hated every minute of talking to me. But <laughs> I, he, I can't he, blame he, him. He, I can't either. He, he put up with me for an hour, so I, I can't ask any more of the man. <laughs> that poor man. I, I was expecting <laughs> the invite to StarCast. It hasn't come, so that says a lot. But that's... <laughs> We've got a great spot here where Brett's holding Quang in an armbar and he spits a Harvey, spits a Harvey Whippleman. That was nice. Yeah, I didn't even see that. Goss in the face. Bro, Brett's very subtle. He did, he did it very quickly. Ah. I'd like to point out there's no heat between me and Conrad Thompson. We're both fine. Just before anything gets... <laughs> just wanted to, just, wanted to just like put, like put take the bend out of that page and just say, that's fine. We're all good. Everybody, lovely. Loves, everybody loves Tom except for anonymous YouTube uh, commenters. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Belgit Leons, who keeps telling me to die and get hit by traffic. Why do you remember his name? Jesus. Because he says it a lot. <laughs> no, he's been haunted by it. Every time he closes his eyes, he sees that name. Every time I cross the road. <laughs> Why don't you have a face? He's my neighbor. I'm a coward. <laughs> Still get hit by traffic, though. <laughs> so, so Quang or Savio, as I wrote in some parts because I forgot, Hits this badass spinning heel kick in the corner where he goes flying over the ropes to the floor, lands right on his feet. Savio was so good. Pretty sweet. Savage asks where Quang's from, which Vince can't answer because Vince almost blurted out Puerto Rico. You know he did. (laughs) He's from wherever they do martial arts. (laughs) Martial arts lads. He's from Ken Shamrock's Lion's Den Dojo. <laughs> <laughs> so then a groggy Owen Hart calls in. Owen's on, obviously on cough medicine or something. <laughs> this, I thought this, so too. He didn't sound like he was up for this at all. <laughs> he was backstage playing cribbage with like Chief J Strongbow or something. Yeah, we got to do this bit now. All right. <laughs> so... I went to him like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm his brother and I can beat him and Quang's beating him up right now. And then Vince is going, one, two. I went just without missing a beat. Yeah, we, we, you, we'd like to get a shot on the WrestleMania Revenge Tour and then because and then, and then, I'm his brother and I know him better than anyone. And I beat him once and I'm sure Quang's going to do a good job. One, two. It's like, it's just, they're on different pages in different books. 
my my favorite part of that was after the one two you'd hear going oh and go like well that, well that was a really close one but I, I'll tell you when I'm in there that was very <laughs> like, cool that, that was another close one. <laughs> oh. oh, Owen his stupor was not going to be deterred <laughs> I was a big fan of yeah of, of just how seamless Owen was even though he was as you say hopped upon cough medicine <laughs> and, and just couldn't be bothered to do it. I, I often, like, these have been so, these have been missed rather than hit, these phone-ins. And you know what? I think even in 2019, Careful. we're still trying to get the phone-in right. Like, with with shonky Skype video calls, we're still trying to get this idea of calling in right. And they they, they always struggle. They always struggle. Uh, when do we get to the <laughs> Raw where uh, Charlie Sheen Skypes in? Oh, my God. Years. Does that happen? Yes, yes that happened. I remember it. Jeebus, jeebus. Wait till we get to Million Dollar Mania in about 30 years' time. Uh, 14. 14. 14 years' time. We'll all be dead. <laughs> Half of it. I, w- I won't. I will. I'm dead at 36. Hey, don't say that. <laughs> because... I, love how, I love how you're like, yeah, I'm dead at 36. Uh, I've, had a, I've had a great time. I've had a great yeah, time. Cool. All my bills are paid. I'm fine. You know how creepy it's going to be when Adam finally has enough of you and then gets the cleaver and uh, I'll just move on. Um, yeah, I know nothing. At 36. <laughs> okay, well, you get to enjoy Christmas at least. I will. Uh, this is my last Christmas. <laughs> like wham. <laughs> so uh, Brett finishes with a sharpshooter after hitting like 47 moves of doom in a row. Quang is just kick, kick, he's just taking every move. But the funny part is Brad puts a sharpshooter on Quang, and when Hurl Hebner gets down to ask Quang if he submits, he blocks him from crawling. Yeah, that was a bit of a dick move by Earl. <laughs> like, if, if Quang was thirsty and dying in the desert, Earl would be 10 feet away with a bottle of water. <laughs> like, come on, 10 more feet, come on, come on. Earl Hebner allowed Bret Hart to get a screwy victory in 1994. We'll have to wait three years for him to redress the balance on this. Yes, uh, perhaps the perhaps the universe will balance out here. It hey, certainly Quang's, will. Quang screwed Quang. <laughs> <laughs> Run down some revenge tour dates. We had Doink and Dink hanging out at a skating rink in New York for a charity event. A Doink and Dink running for president. No. Because, like, the last few weeks, it has just been, well, here's Doink and Dink, like, doing some really good things out out and about. You know what? True story. They had more charisma and presence in these outdoor events than Luger had on his entire summer tour. Yeah, Doink should have had the bus or a clown car or something. (sighs) Doink the Clown versus Yokozuna's SummerSlam bag event. It couldn't have been... Any worse than what we got. It's true. But what's funny about this whole thing is, um, you, know, you ask, you know, are they running for president? What are they doing? It's it's because somebody has a trial coming up in a few months, and we're trying to make sure that everybody knows the company has a squeaky clean image. Look, the kids love all of us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they he has quite literally sent in the clowns to yes. to make oh. sure that everybody is happy with what they're doing. And speaking of clowns. We come to Randy Savage, who has what may be the most baffling moment of his entire Raw, Raw run up to this point. We see the ring card girl, a woman who's identified as Dana Dotson, who you and I agreed last week looked like basically Alexa Bliss with mole hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know her. 
So it's, it's this woman. And Savage says the following sentence, which I went back and, and verbatim wrote down just to make sure that I had this right. <laughs> Sid, you're a student. I want, I want you to help diagram this sentence if you possibly can, okay? Okay. That's not Tanya Harding. That's Dana Dotson. And I like sushi, too. But there's definitely no correlation. <laughs> what? Did he have a stroke halfway through that sentence? <laughs> Is it because... <clears throat> excuse me, everybody. Is it no because problem. Dana Dotson's outfit looks a bit like salmon sashimi? You're putting way too much thought into this. I, I feel like I have to, because <laughs> literally the only other option is, as Sydney said, Savage just had a stroke. <laughs> See, um, what I was thinking there was that Tanya Harding, who he mentioned first and was in the news a lot in this era for dumb stuff. There, there may have been an incident recently involving her and Sushi, you know, one of those topical references they love so much. And he's probably supposed to like reference that first. But then he, but he, he, but since there was no context, he just went on about sushi and Dana Dotson, and they got nothing to do with each other, and and they just let it die a death. So there could have been like a a, a, a funny gag at the time. Uh, pretty much. It'd be like, it'd be like somebody it'd be like us watching something from like say 2017, and then and then a commentator going, "Oh, pen pie, apple, apple pen." And you watch it in, in, in situ and just go, oh, what, what? Did he have a stroke? And then you show the context of the time, then it makes it. Well, the commentators in 2017 can't have a stroke if it's not in the script. Or if it over the headset to have a stroke. You're supposed to be losing for the third hour. Knock it off. Incidentally, it off. incidentally, I know neither of you watch much or any of Crown Jewel. Right, since gone at the mention of pen pineapple apple thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, don't I did be... watch. I, I watched the final match. I watched oh. Bray Wyatt versus uh, versus Seth. Oh, the, the virtual boy rules match. Um, <laughs> that, I, I heard you mention that. I was like, oh my god. Was, honestly, <laughs> brought back our Kenny match. Rogers chicken match. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a great bit at the start of the ten man tag, which was in the bag uh, at Crown Jewel, and uh, as Roman Reigns is walking out. Michael Cole puffs his chest for his big moment. Here comes the bit. Greg Hamilton cuts him off, starts announcing <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> Cole comes back after a couple of seconds pause and goes, Greg Hamilton, you're fired. Here comes the big dog. <laughs> he was so upset. Greg Hamilton went on my Christmas card list last night. <laughs> he was so, Cole was so upset that he'd lost his big dog shout. That was the bit, the one bit of the Saudi trip he was looking forward to. A big Saudi <laughs> big dog, and he didn't get it because of Greg Hamilton. Oh, my God. I absolutely loved when Ross was like, man, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's he's having so much trouble in there. If only there was like a, a big dog he could take. Hamilton's going to wear shorts like Pat McAfee does just to piss Cole off now. <laughs> <laughs> a big dog. If only there was a big dog you could take into. <laughs> God, that was funny. Oh, he is a big dog, though. Anyway, what enough a big fun. dog. What a massive dog. Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett versus PJ Walker. 
Almost, six almost, years a bit, almost a bit like ungamely. Like he's too big, really. He can't fit in any kennels. <laughs> yeah, enough pooches. Enough pooches, I say. Too big a dog. PJ Walker sounds like a familiar name. Did he ever go by something else? Uh, he certainly did. See, had this match taken place six years later, you two, this would have been the WCW World Champion versus the ECW World Champion. Because this oh, is wow. double slap nuts Jeff J. Jeff Jarrett versus just incredible oh my god it's true he's not me just the Twitter. coolest how did i not recognize him he's not just the coolest he's not just the best my friends he's just incredible would you like some garlic breadsticks <laughs> <laughs> how dare you you're killing me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, because, like, I, I, I got annoyed when everybody got on to Just Incredible for having a job at Olive Garden. It's like, the guys, I, I think it's him. I might be wrong. But even so, right? <laughs> so like, it's not like I'm a journalist. It's fine. Hey, hey, look, if Meltzer can do the whole, I mean, he, he may have a job at Olive Garden. He may not. If he can do it, why can't I? Um... <laughs> Like, look, I'm I'm not saying that Just Incredible is the one that allowed those kids to die on the music park ride. I might be thinking of somebody else, but... But even so, he's a bad egg for doing it. <laughs> Third time. Third time Tom's had a big outburst. <laughs> Another laugh. punch. Vince talks about Dudley Moore having a wedding for some reason, because... <laughs> What kid knows who Dudley Moore is? Right, this this commentary from this point for the next 20 minutes, it's almost like Vince and Savage went, oh, God, we didn't make any topical references in the last show. We better get loads in quick. Yep. This whole match is, oh, what about that thing that happened over there? Hey, that's nothing compared to this thing. Like, let's get all our shtick in, lads, while this match is happening. Oh, it was awful. Oh, it was awful. Would this be the savage line that, you, or savage Vince part that upset you very much? No, and savage. Said, no, no, no. That's not even the bit that upset me. Okay, because savage, because savage, savage does say he still wants a title match. Vince goes, "Well, if anyone deserves it, it's you." That's the bit. That's the bit when Vince went, well, if anyone deserves a title match, because Savage went, because Vince man said, "Hey, look, Bret Hart is challenging anybody, and you know what, Savage, if anyone deserves a title match, it's you." And then Savage, God love him, just turns and goes. Do you really think so? <laughs> it's like, oh, mate, how dare you, Vince McMahon? Call this man an all-time great and give him nothing and then just dangle that carrot in front of him. You, you heartless bastard. Four. <laughs> I felt really bad for Savage in this. I will tell you, I love Absolutely. This. <laughs> And then they go on about Bill Clinton for a bit and talk about um, just this, that, and the other because Vince hates Clinton. And oh, they're ignoring this. absolute toss about peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> yes. It's, and the Ar- it's, and a, an Arkansas Queen, just the whole. Is it, is it in this match or the Steiners match where he starts going, hey, hey Clinton <laughs> was riding around in his Mustang? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next match, next match, next match, next match, next match. We'll, I'll we'll save that. that. I'll hold that then. <laughs> PG almost wins with a cradle during this match because he. He has a miracle whenever IRS to his credit already, but he not does. here. He does the job to the charging DDT, which is actually a cool-looking move. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Double J wins. What would we have called the charging DDT that Jeff Jarrett does? Probably the charging DDT. Oh. 
Can we not call it like? <laughs> oh, Tom, Tom sounded so sad. <laughs> Can we not call oh. it like a like a fun name, like a like a country music name? Anyway, here's Wonderwall. That's what we call it. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Wonderwall. Is not country. Wonderwall so, is not country. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. I, I thought about a guitar. <laughs> I I've been it. listening to Glenn Campbell oh, yeah. lately. Um, and Glenn Campbell related. released an album called Meet Glenn Campbell. And <laughs> it, on this album, this is true. On this me, album, me. <laughs> on this album, he it's a covers album, and he does Travis and sing. He does Foo Fighters times like these. He does Tom Petty and Walls, and he does Green Day Good Riddance. What the? F- it's Glenn Campbell. Interesting. It's amazing. I went to watch him live after I heard that album years ago, and we went to watch him live when he came to Birmingham. It was a bit sad because he obviously was very old at that point, but he had all the lyrics on a big screen in front of him. I was like, oh, mate. And he forgot where he was. Oh, no. And I had to shine a little light to get him off stage. All of this is true. All of this is true. There was a guy shining a torch. (laughs) Like a cat. They were shining a torch to get Glenn Campbell. No, this is true. One hundred percent true. Something we're done. I had a name for Jared's stupid DDT. If you wanted to hear it, yes, please. The, Bro- <laughs> the Brooks and Dunn. Get this man a can of coke. That is it. That's the winner. Not this late Brooks at night. And Dunn. Get down that red dirt road. We have a winner. Thank you. Thank you. We have a Captain Lou promo. Where he yeah. demands an, he demands a decision from Jack Tunney, and I can't do this justice. If Brian Zane were here, he would do his Captain Lou impression and be great. Tunney, you're an honorable man. I want a decision next week. Go up to Toronto, baby. I want a shot by the head shrinkers. Then go back and give us a final shot, Daddy. You're an honorable man, Jack Tunney. <laughs> they just said, Lou, uh, just just hit this one point. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> do the Four Mario. Hours later. Your arms. Do the Mario. Kill Bowser. I'm... I'm brothers with Luigi. Remember that joke? Swing your arms. <laughs> I wish Lou Albano was an uncle that visited me at Christmas. <laughs> but then left the day after. Like, I don't want too oh, much of him. What would he give you for Christmas? Just a, <laughs> a earache. A headache. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy boy, how you doing there, Tommy? He'd wrap up some twigs that he found on the way. Then sort of start explaining why he wrapped them up and then just start talking about how he managed like the head shrinkers once and then fall asleep. Then wake up and start the story over. So I've got these twigs. He's going through your trash cans outside for some reason. <laughs> I'm just hungry, cool Daddy. Where at? <laughs> well, it's all raccoon, Daddy. I love you, raccoon. <laughs> The I wrapped up this raccoon for you. <laughs> Just this, this, this wrapping paper that's frantically fidgeting. I, I killed this raccoon and tried to steal my hubcaps. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I gave him the hubcaps anyway. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Find our brothers versus Barry Hardy and Mike Curry. Should we do every Aaron, show? Should we do every varsity. show? Michigan varsity jackets. Yay. <laughs> so the Steiners are still here at this point. This is this is their last week of TV tapings for the company, less appearances. And to watch them come down the aisle for this match, they look so unenthused. Oh, to they be look here. like it can't be buggered to be there. They really so, look fed up. I recommend all of you out there, if you have to watch one squash match this year, watch this match for two reasons. One, Vince and Savage on commentary are to be heard. They make every... <clears throat> I, I can't even probably put it in the words. I'm, I'm dumbfounded. But the best reason is because Scott Steiner has no regard for human life whatsoever during this match. He beats the life out of both Barry Hardy and Mike Curry and almost kills both of them single-handedly. So this was the last show they did. So presumably they they were... It wasn't just the fact that they were going to WCW and they were excited for New Avenger. They were, like, fed up in the WWF. Uh, yeah, they weren't very happy at this point. They were actually working some New Japan dates at this point and actually Ooh. showed up in New Japan a couple weeks after this. You wouldn't hear of that now. No, absolutely not. No, you wouldn't, because Bea Priestley um, did uh, an interview where she talked about why she went to AEW over WWE, and uh, she really? said that yeah, she said that AEW uh, wanted to wanted her to keep her Japan dates, and and obviously Will, Will Osprey lives in Japan, and, and she's got a lot of stuff that she does with Stardom, and uh, AEW said yeah, go do that, it's fine, but WWE were like no, you need to move to Florida and only work for us. Whenever we need you, just live in that box over there. But here's the money. Uh, <laughs> Priestley still went, nah, I'll go AEW, live with someone I love and do a job I love. Look, the money's nice, but, but the money. I got the money. <laughs> I feel like if I was a wrestler and I got offered, I'd go do like six months in the WWE. Like, but they won't fire you. And yeah. just save it all <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like the, for a wrestler, it must be like getting a really good ISA deal. Like, it must be like a really good savings bond deal. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go there for six months. My money will treble, and then I'll leave again. Oh, but then um, you'll be stuck. Then they'll never let you go. That's true, actually. No, 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 no. Do you hear him tonight? He'd be gone in like a, a week. <laughs> no, no, Vince Vince would love him. I would love this chicken mask and, and Russell, uh, and Russell Kyle O'Reilly with it. What do you think? <laughs> 
Hunter put his hand over his face. Gabe Sapolsky put his hand over his face. Ha, 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 my next champion. Vince, mate, right. Now, now I've got your attention. That Brock came match. Right, let's have a chat about it. And Tom goes flying out the front door like Will Smith on Fresh Prince when Uncle <laughs> Phil threw him out. <laughs> Got into one little fight. So, and it's about to make me think of Sid immediately. Vince suggests that Magic Johnson could manage uh, the Steiner brothers because they went to school. He went to college in the same state as Rick and Scott. Now, Tom, you may not know why this is problematic. This is very problematic. I'm excited to find out. Sid, you want to explain to being a Michiganer? I will explain. So, obviously, the Steiner brothers were wearing Michigan varsity jackets. So, they're talking about University of Michigan. Magic Johnson went to Michigan State University, which is their biggest rival. Oh. Oh, Okay. That's, Tom? That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a minutia thing about a national <laughs> thing that should really be paid attention to. Tom, which two, which, two, uh, which two squads in Premier League really hate each other the most, would you say? Uh, off the top of my head, uh, probably Man United and Man City. Okay, so imagine Vince saying, like, they should get together because they play in the same league in the same country. Do you know what's funny? Vince yeah. kind of did that. Because they had a wrestling show in Manchester, and all the fa- and and they had a, a divas tag match. This is this is back in unenlightened times. Uh, they had a divas tag match where the babyface diva team came out in Man City tops. Was it? Or was it Man United? Oh, they came out in. Man, I think it's Man United tops. They came out in Man United tops. Now nobody in Manchester supports Man United. They just don't. So they got booed. The other team came out in Liverpool tops, which is meant to be like the local rival. Everyone cheered. <laughs> Nobody in Manchester supports Man United. So <laughs> when the losers relegated to the B show? It, it, it was such an oversight. <laughs> such an oversight. The, the craziest thing is, though, because I know that because now working at the basketball arena there, they talk about how Magic Johnson went to MSU like every single day. Every time you come in, did you know Magic Johnson's here? There's a statue of him right out there. You're going to have to direct people to where the statue is. Like, all this stuff. So I knew as soon as I got there, okay, he went here. And I heard that, and I'm like, did they really just do that? Because that was the dumbest mistake. <laughs> the Magic Johnson statue is, is, is East Lansing, what the Shroud of Turin is, to wherever the hell that is. <laughs> another fun wrestling... So true. Another fun wrestling soccer story. There's a... Um, a wrestling promotion based in Sunderland, which is just down the road from Newcastle. And there's a lot of rivalries in Newcastle and Sunderland, particularly in the sports. Now, Newcastle's uh, home kit is black and white stripes. So the referees at this company in Sunderland wear red and white. Because if they turn up in black and white stripes, the uninitiated fans will probably kill them. So they, the refs wear red and white. Fun fact. That I is a fun enjoyed fact. that fun fact. Yeah, same. <laughs> so Scott is killing Mike Curry with dragon suplexes as Savage and Vince make fun of Nancy Kerrigan for crying. And, <laughs> that and, is a, such a 1994 WWF sentence that you said just then. <laughs> and I wrote, and I will edit myself here, the F is this. 
<laughs> is it because like they know that these lads are on the way out so they're not going to invest any time in promoting them that's uh, possible so they're just like ah, let's just talk about hey what about this topical thing if i've been sort of singing mustang sally at one point reference to bill clinton yeah that was actually they, they were talking about driving around with a top off and it was like yeah. in reference to sally oh, it was rubbish what did you yeah, a topless think? beauty joke referring to bill clinton's um extramarital activities Scott Steiner has the audacity in, in, in a pointless match to kill Mike Curry with an avalanche angle slam. That was amazing. Because Scott Steiner, before his big pop of pump, may have been the greatest wrestler on planet Earth. He really was great. Like, we talked about... We, like I'm sad that this is the last time we'll see them because Scott Steiner was just... He could have been a great solo guy at this point. Like, he should have been the Lex Luger. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like, bl blow up reality for a second and just imagine that if it was Scott Steiner getting the Lex Luger treatment, okay? You'd have mm -hmm. beautifully aggressive promos. You would have a guy who was proper all-American, like all-American sports guy from Michigan State. He's got the jacket and everything. And you'd have phenomenal matches. Like, it seems to me, it's just he didn't have the, the look that Vince wanted and he wanted with Lex Luger, but Scott Steiner would have been a great guy to put on the Scott bus to fight Yokozuna. <laughs> oh, it would have been great. If he had Big Papa Pump physique then, Vince would have creamed himself. Oh, God, just a little bit. Like, Scott Steiner could have been the guy that easily could have lifted Yokozuna. He would have thrown him, he would have thrown him out in, into the friggin' ocean. He'd have belly to belly him, like, completely into another continent. He would have been great. Just, it's, but, you know, hindsight and all that nonsense. But he probably couldn't hit Yoko with this move, which which was the finish when Stein picks up poor Mike Curry, who must have pissed Steiner off backstage, and hits him with the Steiner screwdriver. <laughs> Rough. One of the absolute Rough. scariest moves in history. And that's your finish. Bye-bye, Steiners. Leave the memories alone. Hell, bye-bye Mike Curry. Oh, bye-bye Mike Curry. <laughs> Sorry about you being dead and all. Yes, okay. Yes, 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 Sydney. I'm sorry I've been silent this whole time, but, and this is a little off topic, but I just have the TV on, and that stupid late show with Lily Singer or whatever just showed up. David Arquette's on it. Ooh. Well, that's not off topic. He, he likes Scott Steiner. Is he former WWE World Champion? Yeah, he he had the championship. I was like, yes, is, is someone dressed as a just a wrestler? And I I looked it up, and no, it's actually David Arquette. He won the belt before Steiner did. Wow, I, I'm sorry. That was I just I was dumbfounded. I was like, oh my god, what? Saying goodbye then to the Steiners and to David and Arquette for now, Sydney. If that's all right. Um, that's okay. Sorry, and uh, we <laughs> welcome a new one to the WWE F. EFF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to someone new to the wolf. Tom had a stroke. I had a little stroke there. We've got some sushi. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yes, uh, we we get the first vignette on Raw for Duke the Dumpster Drossy, who informs us, "I don't take garbage from anyone." Well, well, yeah, I do. All right, that was kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie. That was a good line. I, I, that I was like a that. good line. If you. I'm friends with Duke on Facebook, and I got to say, he's a pretty funny guy. And and you do see his personality a little bit through this gimmick, even if it wasn't the most ideal character in the world. 
Like Duke had a good look to him. He he was a big dude with a mullet and a beard. He was like if Crush was blue collar. And but uh, this gimmick was kind of death. I'm gonna try and get. Is he on there as Duke? Is he real Duke Drosy? Um, I think he's Mike Drosy. I've got Mike Drosy and then real Duke Drosy tweeted about four hours ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're getting him on. How should. many people are you Facebook friends with, Justin? Like wrestlers? <laughs> um, everybody. <laughs> um, who's your best so... one? Which one have you kissed? You. <laughs> Don't kiss me yet, mate. Give it time. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> <laughs> Classic so... Raw review live, mate. You are getting a kiss. So... Whenever we do okay. that, you are getting a kiss, mate. <laughs> So Vince is... Um, I'm joking. Getting a big kiss. Cheese <laughs> had one. Ross has had one. Sam's had one. Getting a kiss, mate. So, so here we have Vince continually pushing Randy Savage off the turnip truck here. While Duke, two, the, while Duke the Dumpster Drosy is coming in and Quang can earn a title match by beating Bret Hart in a non-title match. What now we times come, we live in. <laughs> and now we come to our weekly installment of Serial Savage. Oh. Bum, bum. What happened, thought Randy. When did I become this graying ghost of a bygone era? No longer as vibrant as the orange pajamas on my back. The manufactured enthusiasm grew harder to force, his expensive energy leaving him spiritually decrepit. Though his form showed the sprightness of a spring-loaded soldier, his unorthodox sunglasses hid a brooding spirit. With every playful prod about wanting to get back into the ring, he knew that Vince's playful chuckle was there solely to humor him ineffective aloe for the perpetual burns that ate away at his damaged soul. He could feel that pomp, that pompadour Pez dispenser to his left cackling away, oblivious to his barely concealed torment. It was as if each belly laugh was designed as another hammer strike to his already eroding confidence, the all-time great label a dunce cap pulled down over his ears. Stockholm Syndrome couldn't be too far off, as each passing day of inactivity brought him one step closer to agreeing with the judgment of this brill cream dunderhead that signed his lightning paychecks. As he watched that trash truck pull away, Randy couldn't help but see the symbolism, reading far more deeply into that hackneyed vignette than anybody in the end's dwindling target demo would have. The refuse was on its way to the landfill, but his value, he lamented, that was already there. And, and as he sipped from his glass after, after that night's work, he pondered if his spirit was preparing to make that same trip. This has been your installment of Savage Serial. Can you hear that? <laughs> what is that? That was me snapping. In the same manner that Tom snaps? Tom, what are you playing? <laughs> He's playing noir music. I love it. <laughs> You play that while I'm talking for next time, because there will be How more. How do you coming. know you haven't in the edit? <laughs> oh, oh, right. Um, yeah, I'm I stupid. have Dominion. Um, I don't know why I had a feeling that was the start of a fan fiction at first. It was basically. <laughs> D- Dear Penthouse, this has never happened to me before, but. <laughs> Dear Penthouse, I don't know what this means. <laughs> but I think I'm starting to figure out what it. <laughs> I never had a sushi Slim Jim before. 
But they no, said it was normal. No, my cat left me. No! <laughs> she jumped down because I'm laughing too much. Cat got it was too much. It was too excited. <laughs> so now we... Okay, enough fun. Time for the King's Court with Alundra Blaze. No! Can I please go? <laughs> no, you're staying here because the women's evolution demands that, that we have a, a female member of the Raw Review. Then I'm here every week. Yes, please. <sighs> if you could just go, if you could just go, wow! Oh! Oh my! <laughs> That'd be fine. That What's me. this? What's this? That's fine. Just say that. I'll What's be this? I'll be Jack Skellington when he arrives in uh, Christmas Town. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? There's wrestling everywhere. Something got my hair. What's Alundra doing man. in there besides killing the show? <laughs> so, I had high hopes for this. Tom's one. trying. <laughs> Tom, won't. Tom always tries. He's I a try trooper. Very hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even. Matter. It doesn't even matter. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'll do this. I'm doing this for kicks because I'll be dead at 36 anyway. <laughs> it's pretty true. <laughs> dead at 36, mate. So I had high hopes for this to start because, well, Jerry Lawler's involved, and Lawler's a funny guy. And in fact, he had two good lines that are in this bit. One is when he, one is before she comes out there, Lunder Blaze, and he tells us that she spent three hours in the beauty shop, and that was just to get an estimate. <laughs> that That's was a good funny line, line actually. <laughs> So Alundra comes out minus the belt. All she had to do was yeah. call high spots. He would have sent her a new one. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, just ask, or just ask one of the fans who walks through the arenas with belts. Just, they can borrow theirs. No they're, they're, no. they're too busy defending them. The rule is uh, take a belt to a show, you have to defend it. Why haven't they done a bit where R-Truth beats up fans yet? And tries to win their belts. <laughs> just R-Truth leaving the venue with like 37 replica Universal Championships. <laughs> He's got. He's just dragging them behind him, like one long chain of belts. These are all mine now. <laughs> I'm the hardcore Universal Intercontinental Champion. I got four J crowns. Forty-eight, <laughs> thirty-seven. I I, I, I want our truth to start naming the belts different. Like I'm the twenty-four, forty-eight AEW Tag Team Champion. <laughs> no. I'm the IWGP AEW champion. <laughs> yes, I love that. No, no, he gets some human names. I will, I will defend Susan to her death and mine. <laughs> Guys, let's stop having fun. We have, we, we got to slog through this. Well, they're having so you... fun on they're having fun on Raw because Alundra Blaze is wearing a crown that says Lawler is a loser, designed by a four year old. No, no. It's spelled wrong. Lawler, it's spelled wrong. Was I... it? <laughs> yes. It was. It's Lawler. Lawler. Lawler? more like a child spelled it. It was spelled L-A-W-L-E-R. Maybe it was Izzy who made it. Or it was opposite, <laughs> my bad. I, I just realized I spelled it right. L-A-L-W-E-R. Well, then. Lola gets back at her by asking how many peeping Tom she's cured. Come on, that's funny. That is that. Oh, oh yeah. No, it's I no what? No, now. no. It's equal opportunity. That is a funny gag. It's it is. It gag. is. The whole segment is is shocking, but that is a funny gag. Like I think if it was thrown at a guy, it would still be funny. If it was thrown at an antelope, it would still be funny. It was. Just, <laughs> 
And yeah, it's, but the, the, like, I think the, the the saddest thing is they they sent a Lundra Blaze out, a Lundra Blaze. Uh, they sent out a Lundra Blaze without her belt, but with a crown spelt wrong, written by a child. Like that's your champion right there. That wasn't the worst thing they sent her out there with. Oh, okay. Sent her out with this next line. Now, One quick thing. Yes. Before the thing, I just found out. David Arquette is dressed up as X-Pac with the world title. And their other guest is dressed as Jon Snow. So uh, that guy copied Sam. Sam? He's dressed as Sam <laughs> Driver. <laughs> but yeah, David Arquette is dressed as X-Pac right now. Amazing, amazing. Anyway, no, Sam, no, Sam for Halloween was dressed like Harry Potter, wasn't he? <laughs> Shouldn't appreciate me saying that. <laughs> So we come to we come to a lunger who is about to, if this were the social media era, end her own career. She made Owen Hart on the phone earlier sound like Tom right now. What manic and tired and a bit sad. I am a woman that was that bad. Is that not how a shampoo advert starts? I am a woman. <laughs> I'm a woman I, and I have I a job. I am a woman and I use Dove. I am a now. woman, I have a jobs, so therefore I need Dove <laughs> to make sure I don't smell. Here's some science. They use microbiolics. To make me look ready for that big meeting. Come at me, boss. I'm ready. Dove. She snorted. <laughs> Twice. I'm a woman. Three times. <laughs> Who broke shit? Hello. I am a woman from off of a family. And I need to make sure I'm clean as often as I can. Just in case that big meeting happens. Thanks, Dove. I'm Reed Drummond. I'm a writer, a blogger, a mother, and a a woman. Here's what's happening on the ranch. Tom, Tom, Tom. And I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Tom, you're only delaying the inevitable here. No. We <laughs> might Reed Drummond line in. She just like, I swear to God, she was a third grader who was on stage for the first time and didn't memorize their script for the school play and had to come out and be like, it all the king's horses and all the king's men put Humpty back together again. She said, Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Shut the door, taking over the show. She said, Rumor has it enough times. I think Adele based the song on it. Can somebody really clever? John! Um. Can you set Rumor Has It by Adele, but using the clips of Alundra Blaze? I know you specialize in photo restoration, not so much video shenanigans. But I asked Matthew to do a video the other day, and he still hasn't done it. So I'll ask you, you, John. We could The chat me up thing was incredible. Do you know what? It's only because John himself says, I don't normally do video. So I don't want to... He's great when he does it. John Eiley is is a national treasure and should be protected at all costs. But um, I think, but he, he himself has said, I don't really do video stuff, lads. So if you feel up to it, give us Adele Rumor Has It with a Lundra Blaze. Thankfully, Luna's here. <laughs> I hear you're a woman from a family. <laughs> Is, that I hear thankfully? You're <laughs> Is that thankfully? Yes. And she calls herself the authoress of evil. What does that mean? She, she writes, writes about it. evil. There you go. <laughs> oh, like authoress. Other... I thought she was saying like author, like like something completely different. Like a type yeah. of dinosaur. Yeah, like a, like a dinosaur. <laughs> the mighty authoress. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> That's the noise an Arthurus makes. John, make a dinosaur called the Arthurus. <laughs> Thank you, John. With Luna's face. And a dragon. <laughs> and a dragon. There is the dragon. So uh, dragons. Alundra claims Luna stole the belt. Rumor has it. Yeah, because because that's the because that's the, the the big thing here is Alundra Blaze has come out and he's gone and she's gone. Oh gosh, hey Jerry, where's my belt? Like and Jerry's like, I don't know. There's all oh, shenanigans. <laughs> then Luna comes out and then we're up to speed. It's a lot of belt missing <laughs> stories here. Someone say it's a rumor and innuendo. <laughs> rumor and innuendo. Chat me up on this, King. Rumor and innuendo is you still rumor and innuendo. Wow. Rumor and innuendo. Wow. <laughs> Condell. Okay, well, so, so then Alundra walks away from from this potential fight when she's supposed to be the aggressor, which I did not understand in one bit. She needed like a battery recharge. I, like, I don't. Know. <laughs> I think she was like, "Well, he doesn't have my belt in front of him." She doesn't have my belt. I guess my belt's backstage. Okay, maybe I just forgot it in the car. It's with my dove. <laughs> She's a busy woman from a family. And she hasn't got time to remember belts. Earthquake versus Mike Bell. Yes. <laughs> I'm just... Silence. <laughs> that was a nice little pause just... in, in play. I like that. That wasn't even edited. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not even going to edit that out. I'll just give you a nice little pause. Just a few we minutes. Funny... Join each other's silent company. <laughs> we do get a funny spot during this match where Mike Bell wants to test the strength. Quake's way taller than him. Bell can't reach up for it, so he goes to the middle rope. Quake walks over and humors him. They go to the knuckle lock, and Quake just throws him to the ground. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I like that. I thought Quake was, was a good laugh here. I thought... Like, it still doesn't feel like the right fit for this new generation, unless they're building him to, to put somebody over. But then I thought they would have done that with Adam Baum. Well, they are building a feud here because Vince references John Tenta's legitimate sumo background during this oh. match. Oh. That may be going somewhere. Now, if, you have, if you've watched this with us on the WWE Network, you will have seen all the thumbnails for the future show so you'll 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 know what's probably round the corner so this is a nice little seed plant for said match uh-huh and john said i believe on his wikipedia actually has a photo of, of him in his sumo garb clean shaven which is kind of a weird look for him he was like a giant jack torrance it's kind of bizarre he, he needed to shave his hair at this point he had the uh he had the egg, he had the egg curtain going on it uh, worked for him though I just, I, I think he could have just shaved it off and still been just as menacing. I don't know. I think... And look younger in the process. I always decide, I always decided, and when, you know, if I ever get old enough where my head, hair starts receding like that, I'm just going to shave it all off. I don't do that. Nah, if I, if it starts going, I'm going to, I'm going to take control of my own destiny. I'm going to go bold. Keep the beard rock... though. So my head looks all right upside down. You should but... rock the skull up. Oh, I don't know if I could get away with a skull in, in 2020 for the last few years of my life. <laughs> last few years, come on, For the last man. few months, even, my apologies. Yes, it's going to happen quickly. Dead at 36, just, it'll be yeah, but, like that. Blink. You're not bad, I'm going to feel if you actually die. Oh, well, my mate, I'll be dead. Well, I mean, it's... You feel, don't worry about it, just feel fine about it, it's all good, it's all good. Okay. I, went, I went with all my bills paid, all my life in order, it's all fine. I feel better now. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I used Dove. I got over it quickly. I, I used Dove really Sometimes fast. I die at 36. That's why I used Dove. <laughs> I die at 36. That's why I used 
coming. <laughs> so Quick throws some drop kicks and look pretty good. He slowly beats on Mike Bell for a while because I think they're killing time. <laughs> they do drag this, don't they? Apparently, Alundra's supposed to go on for five more minutes. She's supposed to read, like, I don't know, like the Gettysburg Address or something. <laughs> she had another 12 absolute zingers to throw at Lawler, and she just forgot him. <laughs> Did they tie a pork chop around your neck so the dog would play with you? <laughs> David Arquette died. What? 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 On, the, on the episode, apparently. Oh, you He's just laying there dead. Well, don't say it like that. It makes it sound like the man actually died. No, not like that. He's he's very he's very much corpsing during his. <laughs> I'm the news writer. I have I'm to sorry. Know these things. I'm Justin's sorry. Already, Justin's already written a hundred words. <laughs> More work for me. Grumble, grumble. <laughs> Stop dying, everybody. Have you not got an obit folder? I've started building an obit folder. Oh, have you? Yes. Tom Campbell, 2020. <laughs> I'm in there, obviously. All my best bits, because I'm friggin' we're sad to, We're sad to report that Tom Campbell, who has been who has been with us for the past 18 months and has worked hard for three, Ten minutes. passed away this morning. <laughs> we, we thank Tom for his three months of hard work. I've been here for 18. We know. <laughs> yeah, you, nobody would know about it. Why? Because no one else knows how to use audition in this office apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Five. shooting. I have dominion over the podcast. I got the login to the Acast and everything. This is the Tom Campbell KVM commentaries you, you shoot. <laughs> more, more, more. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Justin, I'm sorry that I freaked you out. I'm a busy mom from a family. <laughs> Quick finish with the big splash. What are you going on about? I'm a mom from a family. I'm a, woman, I'm a busy <laughs> woman from a family. <laughs> Are you Tom's gonna sleep good tonight. <laughs> no, I'm, mate, I, I'm doing a half day today, a time recording, because as you thank you by the way to everybody who um, uh, donated to my sober October. Uh, I spent 31 days without a drink, raising money for Macmillan. And... Oh, that's what it is. So, so I no no no, I ain't started yet. I ain't started yet, mate. No, no, no not that. Is, you've snapped like Jack Torrance. <laughs> One goddamn drop drink your drop of uh Do you know what? Now I was Tom... so I was so ready for to get back on the booze, I've booked a half day today. So I'm, I'm leaving the office at eleven. I'm meeting your mates at the train station at eleven thirty. And as you're listening to the podcast, I'm probably still in the pub. <laughs> <sighs> Tom become your favorite part of the show. Oh, yes. Now, this th this bit, if it's the bit that I'm thinking of. Would this be the vin this is the vignette of Tatanka versus Quang from this past weekend? Oh, what a, what a lively crowd at Superstars. It seems differently lit. Um, a little bit. But the, but, but the um, aesthetic is not important here. What is, what is important here is that Bray Wyatt's dad is a colossal dick. <laughs> yep. Okay, so Quang missed Tatanka for the DQ. Iris, meanwhile, was at ringside playing with the sacred headdress. Sacred headdress. Sacred. That is important here. Iris then goes in the ring and starts beating Tatanka's ass with the headdress. Feathers are flying everywhere. 
It's like a massacre in a hen house. He ties and the not tongue before in the... he puts it on his head and goes, oh, 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 because that's really culturally <laughs> sensitive. Totally. His son is the spawn of Satan. conclusion. So, after the dog is tied in the ribs, covered in Nickelodeon gack, Chief J. Strongbow hits the ring. At this point, he's approximately 88 years old. <laughs> I was dying laughing watching this part. I'm sorry. He chops IRS, who sells it, and goes down. So Iris gets up and beats the crap out of Chief J. Strongbow while destroying the headdress. All because the Tonga didn't pay the gift tax on it. <laughs> if only he'd paid the gift tax, this could have all been avoided. I don't care. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. This, this was IRS at his most dickish. This whole bit, like, felt like I, I, I watched it and it felt genuinely uncomfortable. <laughs> Wait till later in the year when he feuds with Undertaker. Wait to see what he does then. Oh my god! I feel like it's one of those moments that on Superstars they should have done it without commentary, and it would have really like. But I, I, I it was just it was always just going to be like shouty commentary over the top of telling us rather than showing us you could have done or a it laugh without track. commentary yeah pretty, you might as well have put a laugh track in <laughs> Stromer goes down <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what? <laughs> 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 what play the Benny Hill music Chief J Strongbow chasing IRS around the ring while the target's all tied up oh Everybody else joins in Vince Savage while it's running around the ring. Dun, 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 dun. Benny Hill hasn't aged well, has it? How about, how about Vince gets Benny Hill's comedy? Oh, this is such good. <laughs> and, and, and he's right. It's the bit where he rips the woman's dress off. <laughs> oh, Benny Hill was weird. That was weird. Weird. Sydney, you missed all that. It was very, it was an odd time. I don't even know what you're talking about. I know Benny the music, Hill. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the sketch was, it would be like, they play that music and then they would have shots of Benny Hill just being an ass, uh, running around like parks in London, uh, <laughs> just like just like knocking things over, pushing people over. And eventually more and more people would be chasing him because he was, you know, like he'd, he'd like knock a policeman's hat off his head and the policeman would start chasing him. It'd like, be a guy painting in the park and he just and he scrawls something over the painting, so the painter would start chasing him. There'd be a woman in the park, and he'd ri- and no lie, he would rip the woman's dress off, so she was just there in her underpants. So then she'd start chasing him in just her underpants, and it would that would honest to God, this sounds like something that that my, my overtired mind is made up. I promise you, that was Benny Hill. That was Benny Hill, and it was glorious. And it was wow, overtime. I need to see this. It was overtime. <laughs> when you watch this, Sydney, please, as I say, it was overtime. Okay. Excuse it, but it was off a time. It's timeless, is what it it's is. It's not timeless. <laughs> it's time full. How dare you? It's time. All, right. All right, Tom, answer me this one question. Are the Three Stooges geniuses? Um, they, in comedy timing, yes. They were, they were the geniuses of comedy timing. Okay, you're still my co-host. That was a very important question. <laughs> No, yeah, I was going to say, were... if, you're, if you're talking about intellectually, I don't know for sure if that's I mean, I'm true. Sure they were, I'm sure they were, because they okay, knew... Okay, so if we're having a new bro on next, we can study you. <laughs> no! 
they they knew their they knew their audience. They knew what the audience wanted for a long time. So there's they're, they're, they're obviously clever. No, I, I totally get that. And and the comedy time. You don't I have totally to defend that. I was Jesus. talking about, I was oh, talking about the characters. Like the actual characters. Oh, the, in oh the yeah, they're show. all dum dums. They are not intelligent. Well, that's the not point. the people behind this characters. They're brilliant. They're basically Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but for a different generation. Yes! I love Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Ed, Ed, and Eddie is the Three you. Stooges. It, you know, it is. It's How three, dare it is. you? It is the Three Stooges of a different generation. Oh, not not, not in terms of cultural impact. Not in terms of cultural impact at all. But in terms of, in terms of character. You should have your eyes gouged out for that. A, sorry, a clever one, a clever one, an arrogant one, and a dickhead one, right? That yeah. is your basic premise yeah. of the Three Stooges and right, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Right, that's this show. Exactly. Well, except we're all the dickhead one. <laughs> I wonder who's who. John's the clever one. Speaking of, speaking of major dickheads, IRS versus Major Yates. <laughs> major Which, Yates. That's my new favorite name for a jobber. Did we like IRS's new finisher? Um. Well, he did. He does a Baron John Cena, doesn't? He does, and he's and it's even got its own name. Yes, it's called the penalty. The penalty. It's an SPF. But he actually applies the um, crossface part somewhat properly. Better how Cena does. Wow. It. I don't know whether I prefer the write-off. Um, it's just a diving clothesline. So it's, it's it's kind of generic, but the, the penalty is a little bit different. Yeah, I guess it makes it. It's nice to have a stick with your move and a finishing move. I like the Iris had to use the ropes on the abdominal stretch for Major Yates. <laughs> See that he's a tough he's a tough cookie that Major Yates. <laughs> Savage at one point tells us Major Yates is cool. <laughs> You're on your own, man. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> Remember the part I in the never thing. Guessed. Remember the part in the thing when Wilfred Brimley finally snapped. <laughs> was that when his pancreas stopped working? <laughs> that, that was really mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> his pancreas stopped working. <laughs> Wilfred Stone was doing diabetes commercials. <laughs> I'm a woman from a family. <laughs> I have diabetes. I use diabetes. Is that JR or Wilford Brimley there, Justin? We're <laughs> 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 drug testing everybody on this show tomorrow. <laughs> JR tested possibly for positive for Bluetooth. <laughs> he's off the road he's off the road for 90 days <laughs> right, so he's got a massive boner that will keep him distracted <laughs> Jarrah's in limbo and can play limbo thanks to <laughs> <laughs> not very well with that Bluetooth <laughs> so just to date this show further we get an NBA Jam ad oh get in <laughs> Hell yeah, NBA, NBA Jam, jam. NBA Jam was my jam. Johnny Polo is backstage and gives us the most half-assed promos he's given to this point. 
Did you not look at where Johnny Polo was? Did you not recognize where Johnny Polo was? Was he at the center of the earth? No, he he's he's literally in the Cultaholic studio. <laughs> Actually, now that you mention it. Right, okay, I'm gonna I I've got a pit I've got a snap of it that I'm gonna send to you guys now, right? Mm-hmm. In in mm-hmm. our Skype conversation. So you can Conversation. So, <laughs> this is our longest can... show ever, by the way. I know. I great. love it. <laughs> There's some bits we can cut out, so that's fine. <laughs> right. We'll edit so... it, we'll edit it. Hang on. So that is there so it's in the chat now. So that's Johnny Polo. That's where he is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that was his pins. Okay. I thought it was something else. He's literally in the <laughs> And that is where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, little snot. Thanks for watching. I'm expecting Scotty. How did he get here? <laughs> he's in my building. <laughs> Johnny, I'm expecting Johnny Polo just to go, if you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube. <laughs> Start talking about being, start talking about home bargains. <laughs> I'm I'm Johnny from Call of Hulk, and here are ten people who are knocked out during wrestling matches. Join us. <laughs> oh, what would his outro be? <laughs> Thanks for watching, little snot. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. I don't I don't give a damn. I don't have an outro. He's he's the Sandman in an ill-fitting t-shirt. <laughs> So next, so next week we got Batman Bigelow in action. We got One Two Three Kid. We got Owen Hart. We got Razor Versus Chair. God, that's a much better show than what we just watched this week. Oh, but you know what? It won't be as fun as this episode was. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Savage tells us. Savage gives us his pick for the winner of Razor Versus Chair. He goes, "I pick one of the two guys, both of them." God, <laughs> that man. We're all playing chess. He's playing 4D checkers. My favorite thing was Vince just kind of looked at him and went, oh, okay. And then he just started laughing. Savage is basically, he's like quick draw McGraw meets Jim Morrison at this point. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a very good shout. And and also they're deep into, um, this is like the second hour of a taping. Yes. So he's tired. He's punchy. Like he's, he's boogeyman three hours into a live stream. <laughs> I like Blaze potato chips. Blaze potato chips. I watched Adam Pacitti for 25 hours keep the spirit alive. Boogeyman <laughs> gave up after three in that video. Well, he's old. His, his cardio's not up. Like, I get used to it. Pacitti's got cracking cardio. Yeah, Pacitti's like the... Uh, he's a Ioana Yunjacek of uh, Cult of Holic. Wow. That is a reference and a half, my friend. <laughs> And he's a busy woman from a family. <laughs> Tom, just so you know, we we are we are we are going to play this at your intervention when it, when it does come to pass, or your <laughs> yeah, wake, whichever comes you know first. That's absolutely fine. I I'm excited for it. Tom's wake slash intervention. All right, when's he turn thirty six? Next year, January. <laughs> Wait, January? Yeah, I'm going to enjoy yes. Christmas. <laughs> I'm enjoying Christmas. That's the end. Because because I'm far away. Oh no, I'm gonna one. It's just this one. It's fine. <laughs> Tom just 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 see it's better. At a Russell King. Oh dear. 
<laughs> I messaged Tom about the podcast. Uh, he was meant to be here two hours ago. <laughs> Justin's like, well, it happened. It ha- I'm gonna just, if I ever not make it, just assume it's happened. And just, just you and Sid go on without me. I'll just imitate you. Uh, I'll talk myself for an hour, hour and a half. Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. See, whilst the other guys were, like, living, Why am I, I was this. <laughs> I, I was, I was lying on the floor, breathing my final <laughs> breath, and who I? I be Tom Campbell, Jake Joy, Richard, Richard Presenter, Gordon Harvin, my friend, he got for Tom Campbell. <laughs> That's a real piggy power. But don't worry. <laughs> I'll put the fake beard on when I imitate you, and, Thank and you. I'll take it off when I'm myself. I appreciate that, mate. I want Tom to film it. I want it to be like, like a one-man show. Yeah, it's like a like single white female. <laughs> single white maniac. And, and I am joined by the headband of Copperhold. If you were to give him a pencil, he would break it between his hands like Tyson Fury and jab it into your eye sockets. He's Justin Henry from all of America. Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing oh, great. Yeah, I am fine. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Obviously alive. My pulse is going. <laughs> He's like, you're like behind. You're like you like pick up his body and just do like the stupid wave. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a system of pulleys and levers. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> you're you're really talented, Justin. I think you should get my monthly salary. Weekend at Berliners. Tom. <laughs> and it's Tom holds you from beyond the grave like Sweeney Todd Sweeney Tom there you go oh. the oh, demon barber of called the Hulk oh god okay right I think it's on that bombshell that we we call time on what has been a frantic episode of the Carl Classic Raw Review this is the best, best one. show ever. Best, best episode ever. ever. We like to thank one hundred percent. Like to thank Sydney Summerwitz for joining us for this. Thank you, Sydney. Thanks for having me. Been an honor and a privilege, Justin. It's always a pleasure, mate. I'm glad you're alive, Tom. I'm all right for now. Um, I would like it, <laughs> uh, Justin. Can you do the outro, but as me? <laughs> I don't even know what you say anymore because yes, you do. <laughs> I've said it fifty-seven <laughs> times in your company. <laughs> I am busy woman. I have a family. <laughs> he is at JRH Writing. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. You can follow us at Cultaholic on Twitter at Cultaholic. I love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Very accurate. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 